0: welcome to the Our Community Listens podcast. My name is Adam Solgett, and with me today is Sarah Weisbarth, Leader of Curriculum Improvement and Development. How you doing, Sarah?
1: We're doing well today, Adam. Um, We've actually kind of fallen into a a settled routine and we've figured out what's working well for our family in these extraordinary times. And um, I, I would say we're definitely doing well. How about you?
0: Glad to hear you guys are doing good. Um, I would like to make note that the podcast today is being recorded April 14th, and uh, we are also doing well. Um, everything's you know going pretty good. My wife is uh, back in school getting things ready to send out to students this week, so she's been gone a little bit more, which means I get to be a uh, stay-at-home dad, which is a lot of fun, and uh, I, I like it because I get to have routines with my kids, and I get to spend a lot of time and a lot of playtime, so it's good.
1: It's interesting that we both talk about routine as being something that is helping us feel like things are going well.
0: That's for sure. I I like getting up in the morning, um, knowing, you know, and it's actually really easy when you have a one-year-old who is going to basically wake up between seven and eight. There's not much choice, but you're going to get out of bed to go get her. Um, so that's that's helpful, I think, you know, and getting, getting us moving in the morning and And then from there, you know, breakfast and we watch a Daniel Tiger and play and then lunch and a nap. And so the routine of all of that is, uh, it is comforting. Mm -hmm. What about you guys? How, I mean, you have a 15 year old, so I'm guessing uh, his routine, at least in the beginning was probably like, I'm sleeping until whenever and I'm going to kind of chill, right?
1: Yeah. Yes, actually. And I just woke him up today at quarter to one um, to let him know that now that he's awake, he can't use the internet because we're recording this podcast. So <laughs> I am currently the parent that is letting my, my 15-year-old sleep at his will. But the routine actually has been something really intriguing. And it has me thinking about just tendencies. All of us in our household have settled into Basically, um, kind of a coping strategy that fits well with what works for us individually. And routine is one of those things that is supportive for my son, um, where he kind of knows what's going to happen. He has all of the information. He has something he can count on. um, And that, that seems to have worked well for us. We've got some consistent times that we're coming together to have family dinner every night and then what we do with our evening time, whether it's watch a show together or play board games um, That time together is also one of the things that we have found valuable as I'm still able to work as a blessing, still able to work from home, um, that we're still creating that connection still then in the evening time as a family.
0: I do remember prior conversations, prior podcasts of you talking about how when he was going to school, how he wanted to go early and he wanted to see where his locker was and he wanted to know where his classrooms were at. So he definitely likes to know what's coming and It sounds good that you're able to, you know, continue to provide that for him in this, you know, in the current state we're in. And in the last few weeks, I've heard you mention disc tendencies being on fire. And I know you're referencing that across, you know, your home experience, your family that you talk to outside of home and work people, everything. You know, I know you've mentioned it. So tell me a little bit more about disc tendencies on fire, what you mean by that.
1: It's really kind of intriguing. So, if we remember DISC, let's just do a little bit of level setting. So, if we remember DISC, it's the D, the I, the S, and the C that we reference out of the extended DISC assessment, where we're able to categorize individuals into groups that have a particular behavior, Mm -hmm. particular behavior style or tendencies. Um, They've got specific needs, things that they fear when they're stressed or overextended, a particular way of behaving. We can actually kind of predict people's behavior based on an assessment that they take and then land them into categories, even though we still stay very unique as an individual. Sure. And so, when we talk about disc, that's what we're talking about the extended disc assessment. There's all kinds of information online if people want to look it up and get some more information. I, of course, think it's a blast to look at assessments like that because I love to have an understanding of myself. Uh, well, what is this information telling me about myself? What's going on for me? And so, to get back to your question about disc tendencies on fire, um, I've noticed, I'll start with myself and, and share self-disclosure, I've noticed that with my disc tendencies, which are a combination of C and D, as we look at the letters, and the C style um, is very analytical, um, conscientious, likes information, can be about data, has that routine, very structured. And then the D tendency is, likes to be able to kind of control their environment um can sometimes fly by the seat of their pants, kind of, you know, move in the moment, likes change, very results oriented. So when I look at myself and my disc tendency on fire, it's my C right now that's just like in overdrive. That's my primary tendency. <laughs> and I am like, I'm almost like obsessively checking websites around numbers and data and information. Um, I'm obsessively checking my own accounts, whether it's my email account, my financial accounts, I'm just checking everything over and over again, sometimes three times a day, which is way excessive in my world. Um, and so it's almost that need to like, just know, like know that everything's okay. Know that I have the information, know that I've checked the data point. And somehow my lists are also informing, I'm a list maker, informing like I have some sort of control over a situation. Like if I write it down and I make a list, then, I, then, then it's stable and it's like consistent and then I can check it off. And so I, I feel that almost tension happening in me as I'm trying to cope through this, that these behaviors are coming out. Um, and I go, oh, well, that's interesting. <laughs> I wonder what that's about. <laughs>
0: That is pretty interesting to hear. So it sounds like you're aware, you're pretty self-aware of what's going on with yourself. How have you seen it amongst others? And, you know, how has that helped you navigate, you know, uh, continued conversations with them or continued work situations with them? Yeah.
1: Um, Let's break it down like tendency by tendency. And what we would typically be seeing um, from each tendency and what overextension looks like, and always remembering that every individual is unique. So even if you have a coworker or a partner that has a tendency designation, it, how their tendency shows up is going to be different than someone of that same tendency, um, which has been really interesting conversations with friends and coworkers lately. So let's start with um, remembering first, remembering first that every behavior, when we talk about tendencies and the D, the I, the S, and the C, all that we're seeing from people is their behavior. That's all we, it's all we know about them. We don't know how they're feeling. We don't know what their story is. We don't know what their values are or their needs. All we're seeing from people is a behavior. And every behavior is driven from somebody's need. Right. So if I go back to my example, like I apparently need to feel like I have everything in order. And so there's a list and a check mark, and everything's in order. That's my need. What my family is seeing is me obsessively checking my accounts or going to websites repeatedly in the day. That's what they see as a behavior. So always keep that in mind. Every behavior that we have is coming from some sort of need that we're trying to fill. The reason I bring that up is when I'm looking at someone else's behavior and I find it to be ridiculous. Hoarding toilet paper. Okay? Hoarding's a judgment, like I'm just going to say it, it's a judgment word, but like when I look at people buying toilet paper and keeping it at home as a behavior, they're doing that because they have some sort of need or a fear or, or something. When we look at people that are choosing to go out and about and still socialize when information is telling us to stay physically distant, they're doing that because they have some sort of need. So if I stay super curious about, hmm, I wonder what that behavior is about. I wonder what's going on for that person it does help me understand them better. And I can also apply that to myself and help me understand myself better. Um, So got to remember, every behavior is an expression of a need.
0: I do think about that statement a lot when it comes to my kids. This is not as directly related to what we're talking about because their behaviors are a little bit different, but um, I do think about that a lot. Like when my four-year-old is getting kind of hyper or like exasperated at You know, near the end of the night, and I'm thinking, Well, I know she's tired, or I know certain things that could be going on, so I try to keep that in mind before I, you know, get upset or you know that she's not listening or not paying attention or something like that. Um, so I keep that in mind a lot when it comes to my kids, and something else you mentioned in there about people getting together socially. I have a friend who is very social, I don't know whether or not he's really going out and still hanging out with people. I, I believe for the most part, he's still staying home. And in the end, no matter what he chooses to do, I would understand that his need is pretty high because he's a very social person where I can go out on a weekend one night a month. He's doing it one night each week. And, you know, not anything bad on in that realm, just, you know, going out with different people each week and hanging out and having a drink or whatever I've become much more like homebody style and he's still that big time social butterfly so when you talk about that idea of knowing that his need if he's still going out trying not to judge and at the same time knowing if he's going to choose to do that well I have a choice that I can stay away and and I know that it would be some time potentially before we even spend time together.
1: Before we go on, I want you brought up this word choice because that's another factor in all of this. Um, when we we teach this in our three day class, we talk about at the core of everything is our our need, and then we have a tendency to behave a particular way because of that need. But we still have choice. Mm-hmm. We still have a choice to behave that way or not. So your friend as an example, his tendency would be to go out and spend some time with some friends. Absolutely. Yep but he has the choice to maybe stay home and FaceTime or Zoom or make a phone call. Or maybe he's going to choose to say, well, I'm gonna experiment with what does it feel like to just spend some time with myself. We have that choice. Well, in times of stress and overextension, our ability to choose is actually even less than normal. And so there's so many factors going on here right now. When when I step back and I look at society and I look at behaviors and I, I look at the people close to me, there's that super curious part of like, okay, I wonder what's going on for them. There's a need there, but also their ability to choose how they're going to get that need met. Right. Is being impacted.
0: Yes, absolutely. And I think you know we see a lot of that being talked about in the state of Michigan here with certain closures of not being able to utilize uh, golf courses right now and not being able to take out motorized boats on the water. A lot of people are really struggling with how they would meet their social norms, you know, what they're socially used to. And so there's a lot of discussion about what's safe, what isn't safe, um, and how to to handle it all.
1: Yeah. It's really... Like if we really take it back to like when I say like dis tendencies are on fire, <laughs> it's really about people are still trying to get their needs met and they're trying to get their needs met in uncertain times that are constantly changing Yep. and high stress. Yep. And so, of course, we have all or at least it appears that we have all, and I'm going to put myself in that category, kind of lost our minds. Yeah. Like we're behaving in ways, like I feel it in myself. I'm like, oh my gosh, why am I behaving this way? What's wrong with me? Like we're behaving in ways that are not our, I mean, they're our norm, they're just exacerbated. Like we're not able to manage our behavior and our awareness of that like
0: we normally would be able to. Yep, and I completely would put myself in that same boat with decisions and things that we have had conversations about when it comes to people dropping stuff off at the house and when it comes to people wanting to come say hello and, and things like that. And I know that all they're trying to do is uh, be helpful, but at times I'm like the best thing you can do is stay away right now. And they, but we all have different needs on that. Yeah. It sounds like this is kind of like taking a pause and being aware of what's happening. You know, what are, what are your feelings and what are the feelings of other people, right?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And this is like, I see so much integration of our content happening in this, in this snapshot of time. Um, you know, we'll talk about here in a moment, like what's happening with tendencies, but it's that emotional intelligence and that awareness of like, wow, there's needs for people. But then that ability to be empathetic And be like, oh, okay, there has to be something going on for that person. What is that about? And try to connect that to connect with them from a perspective taking. We're all trying to cope right now. Right. We're all just trying to get through life. And that's actually what's happening all of the time. (laughs) It's right. Like seriously, like that's why we teach what we teach. Absolutely. This is just an extremely spotlighted highlighted moment in time where it's so evident what, at least when I, when I can step back and pause, like when I can have that self-awareness and that self-management, I can start to become aware of what's going on with me and get curious about what's going on with other people.
0: Let's take a deeper look at what is going on with the, each tendency, the D, the I, the S, and the C. Can you tell me a little bit about what, what you see happening with each one of those tendencies?
1: And I can, I can speculate. I will tell you what would typically happen. Sure. Um, if they're going to show up differently in different people. Absolutely. Yep. But if we look at, let's start with the D cause it's the one in front. Um, so if we look at the D tendencies, D's have a need to be able to control their environment. And let's just pause there for just a moment. Like if a D's need is to be able to control what's happening, control their environment, be able to control their decisions. I have to imagine that there's a lot of deeds out there right now that are very frustrated.
0: Yeah. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is if they're not able to internalize that and be okay with only controlling what's happening in their small 2,000 square foot circle of their property, or maybe a little more depending on where they live. My point being is they have a lot of government officials telling them right now, what they can do and what they can't do. And that means they don't have control over a lot.
1: When we look at the tendencies, the needs are always kind of countered by a fear and a fear for the D tendencies is loss of control. And, and, and they are, like we we all, like we're all experiencing loss of control right now, but for someone whose need it is to be able to control their environment and their fear is loss of control, of course their tendency is going to be on fire. Like their basic need and their basic fear are being triggered right now.
0: Right.
1: And some of the things that it's showing up as, like you could see it in an organization example is that someone that is not typically in a positional leadership position, like they not want to be able to control what's happening maybe in the organization. And so they could be stepping up more or directing or um, maybe trying to direct and manage their team differently um, because they need an outlet of being able to control what's happening. Um, Maybe they've started a letter writing campaign about what they think the government is doing or not doing or... know, they're trying to bring control back there. Um, Or even starting up a a project, Um, de-tendencies like results. They want to be able to say, we accomplished something. Uh, And so maybe they're starting a project, um, whether it's a fundraising project for um, people in need or sewing masks for our health professionals.
0: I was going to ask about that. There's a lot of people doing that. And uh, part of me sees that as a spread across all of our tendencies, right? You know, you've got a D that wants to make an impact Mm -hmm. or you've got the I that care about everyone. And so they're just thinking, well, what can I do to help? And you know, I think it could go, you could stretch it across any one of the tendencies. I was going to bring that up.
1: Yeah. And that's a perfect example um, there's many examples in all of life on how all of the tendencies are going to, um, I don't know how to say it quite right, they could be doing the same thing, right? So if we take the sewing the masks example for our healthcare professionals, a D's motivation is going to be different than an I's, an S's, and a C's motivation. And so you, you really brought that out. So a D might be able to do it because like they need to control something, start a project, get a result. Yep. And I is going to do it more from like, oh, I, I want to connect with people. Um, I want to, you know, I want to reach out through social media and get other people involved and, you know, promote this and really be in that social connection, relate to the people aspect of a, a sewing project. Um, the other thing that you're going to see with eyes, let's hang out there for a moment. Um, we need to reach out to all of our eye friends right now. Because our eye friends that have eye tendencies need social connection. Right. It is their air hose. It is their lifeblood. Like if we think about the needs of the disc tendencies as it relates to it's what gives us life, it's what breathes into us. Eyes need social connection. Our eyes are on, they're on oxygen right now. They are desperate for social connection.
0: Yeah. And that makes me think of the friend I mentioned just before. And it makes me remember that yesterday he asked if anybody wanted to zoom meet this Friday night. And I haven't responded yet, despite most likely going to say yes. But the fact that it's been 24 hours and he hasn't really heard anything from me and maybe a couple other people that could be, um, it could be eating at him a little bit, not in an angry way, but like in a, a you know, in a disappointed kind of way, or a worried kind of way. And so it would be, I'm thinking as soon as I get done with our conversation, I, I need to write him back and let him know that, yeah, as soon as the kids go to bed, I'd be happy to yeah. to chat.
1: Yeah, because on the flip side for I tendencies, their fear is social rejection. Yeah. And so that that immediate fear of like, oh, no one, no one said yes to my Zoom meeting. Like, am I still loved? Am I still cared about? Like, are they rejecting me? Like, am I not important because we're not going out and doing physical social things together? Those things start to happen. Um, and they happen in all of our minds related to our own needs, those wonders and those doubts and those concerns. Um, so even though we're social distancing right now, we need to change the narrative and say, no, we're just physically staying distance Distant from people, we need to stay socially connected um, yep. for a whole variety of reasons, but especially for those tendencies that thrive on that.
0: Yep, absolutely, and we have mentioned that in a prior podcast. And I'm a firm believer in the idea of physical distancing, but it doesn't have to be social distancing. Mm-hmm. And that's something that you know we're trying to do with our community listens, as well as um, many other formats and organizations out there. Yeah, let's move on to S, if we could. Uh, yeah. Tell me a little let's bit start, about what you see there.
1: Yeah, let's start with the um, let's start with the the mask, the sewing the mask project, because I think this is a good theme to draw across all of the tendencies. The motivation for an S tendency is to serve a higher purpose. And I think between the I's and the S's, they're probably the ones that are looking to start some of those projects that are serving people, especially S tendencies. S's want to serve. They want to help people. They're actually the ones right now at home, kind of like I don't know what to do. Someone needs a meal. I should be doing something to go and take care of and serve in some capacity. Um, Our S tendencies are probably the ones that are actually in the serving industries right now, um, that are in healthcare, that are in our law enforcement, that are in those environments where they're. They're serving. I've said it 10 times in two minutes. That's what drives the S tendency. So they're probably experiencing um, almost some antsiness and some anxiousness in being um, not able to maybe serve in ways that they can, or they've gotten really creative and have found ways to serve. The other aspect of the S tendency is they need stability. Um, Of all the tendencies, S tendencies have the most difficult time with change. And when there's a new declaration, where there's a new executive order, where there's a new piece of information, there's a new something it, more than every day, it's every hour, it seems, yep. the stability for an s tendency is completely rocked right now. And I often use the example in our household where I feel like my son has strong s tendencies. That's why we've created routine. So that we know I'm going to walk away from my desk at a certain time every day, and then you will have all of my attention and we will have dinner together between this hour and this hour, and we will do this routine in the evening so that we have that stability. Um, we're also creating conversation, like how are you feeling about things Um, there's a lot of conversation in our household about the politics and the economics and the health. And I'm sure all the conversations are happening in many households around those things. Mm -hmm. And so to be able to say, wow, how is that making you feel? Do you feel secure? Do you feel safe? Um, is going to be really important for us tenancies.
0: It's so interesting to hear you talk about that and to think about when in the last few weeks, what's really been on fire for myself and knowing that my disc profile was kind of spread across an S, a C and an I, I know probably innately I am more the S because I have said things like, if we knew this was just going to be done at the end of 2021, I'd get right with it. And it'd be fine if like there was an end date. So therefore essentially saying, here's your stability here's your end date I'd get right with it and i would be all right Mm -hmm. and then thinking about serving others I'm constantly like that's what I enjoy so much about being home with my kids right now like I feel exceptionally useful because I get to you know make them lunch I get to make them breakfast I get to think about it I get to plan it out um I cleaned out the I couldn't sit still when we were in the backyard three days ago and I cleaned out the shed because I knew I wanted to use it for Easter to hide the Easter baskets in it. So I sat for like five minutes and then I got up and I started gutting the shed. And I was thinking about my sister who is sewing masks and uh, she, she is definitely that higher purpose where she needs to feel like she's contributing in a space like that. And uh, this has been a really great opportunity for her because it's a skill set that she has. And I know she's distributed over 200 so far and f- for someone who you know didn't sew a lot before has basically sewed every single night um, since I don't know the last few weeks, I guess. but it's it's so interesting and not to bring it back to myself and our family, but I, I bring up those examples because I think as listeners hear them, they start to connect with what they have done in the last few weeks and what they have seen their family and their friends do in the last few weeks.
1: Yeah. And that is like, that is the intent of these conversations, Adam, is to bring it back to ourselves, to be able to hear someone say, oh, us tendencies need stability almost brings that spark of like, oh, so that's what's going on with me. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) a little
0: bit, a little
1: bit. (laughs) That helps me understand.
0: (laughs) Yep. And feel feel a little bit better about not feeling okay, I guess.
1: yes, Yes. Like it is. Oh my gosh. This is the stuff that really excites me, right? Like it is okay for us not to be okay. It's okay for us to be like, what is going on with me? What is going on with my partner or my coworker? Like, Holy cow. What we have the opportunity to do is create that moment of pause and slow down and start to be aware In the initial moment of a crisis and a change, we don't have the capacity to do that, okay? Not unless we are so incredibly practiced at it in our everyday life. In the moment of there is something going down and I am instantly stressed, I am in crisis, we don't have the capacity to go, what's going on with me? Oh, well, my C tendency is going to tell me to make a list and my S tendency needs stability. (laughs) Like, no, like none of that happens in the moment, right? But we're now a few weeks out from this. We have the opportunity to pause and say, okay, what's going on with me? Why, Why am I behaving this way? Why are the people around me behaving this way? What does this mean for me? Do I want to still choose to behave this
0: way? Right. That's, that's a really good point. Because I've, yeah, I've seen myself make decisions and then had to go back and apologize, or react a certain way and kind of had to go back to apologize because I, I knew I didn't, I shouldn't have chosen that or I knew I didn't really want to. Um, but I did in the moment. Because um, it's high stress.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that's, I feel like that's empathy for yourself. Like, we can have empathy for other people and, and be curious about what's going on with them and take their perspective. We need to do that for ourselves as well and be like, oh, wow, look at that. Okay. Well, now how do I want to go back and repair that relationship? How do I want to, how do I want to choose to move forward from this moment and recognize that? Before we run out of time, Adam, I want to talk about the C tendencies. Yes. Yes. Um, I know I, I mentioned them on the front end because it's me and I'm always just a great example of craziness and chaos. So
0: <laughs> those are a couple C words for you too.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll add that to the conscientious. <laughs> um, so the C tendencies, and, and I'll say that this is what's happening for me right now. Um, the C tendencies um, really create some high standards and some expectations about how things should go. Um, and for me, my coping as part of that right now, as I'll tell you right now, my house is really incredibly clean. Um, it's it, like, it's so organized, like it's, it's unreal. Um, my family is kind of like over me, like saying, well, today's project is going to be, and it's, it's literally going to be something stupid, like scrubbing the grout with like a toothbrush or something, right? Cause nothing, there's nothing left to be done. Nothing. Cause it's all
0: organized, I need to implant a couple little kids in your space because <laughs> you're constantly picking up toys. So that there's always something to pick up here. So, <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, and for me, and this is a, another thing that, you know, we use the mask example, right? So like if I use the sewing mask example um, for a sea tenancy, they're going to organize the project and everything's going to be laid out. And we'll have the instructions and we'll have the measurements and how to pin it. and we will have all of that organized and laid out for data points and checklists, and we'll know what hospitals need them and where we're sending them. All of that organization is a, is a strength of a C-tenancy. Yep. But as my example of my obsessiveness with it, when you overste- overextend a strength, it can sometimes become a weakness. <laughs>
0: Sarah, it sounds like you're pretty aware of what's going on with you. I know at times I've been pretty aware of what's going on with me, even if it came a little late and I had to text my mom to apologize. But either way, tell me a little bit about what's going on for the listeners.
1: Well, I think probably like if I could take it to like our, our key takeaways in mm-hmm. all of this conversation, Um, we could go on about this forever, right? There's so many things at play and you could almost have individual conversations with people that say, well, what's happening for you and help people walk through what's happening for them and in their relationships. Uh, But I think the key thing that I would want listeners to know in this is that self-awareness and taking that pause. Like if I think about we're in a stage of coping and, and honestly, we're probably in a stage of coping in most aspects of our life and I'd rather us thrive. So if if there's something I would want listeners to do today to move from coping to thriving, it would be to just pause for a moment and take a deep breath and get curious and say, "Well, I wonder what's going on for me. I wonder what's going on for my friend, my partner, my coworker." Create that empathetic space for all of us and then choose be aware of our behavior and say, is this, is this behavior helping me? Is, is this something I want to continue to do or is it something that I want to adjust and start to expand our ability to choose in our tendency? And that pause, that pause, taking a deep breath and becoming aware is what's going to expand our ability to choose.
0: I've, read a few articles about this time that we're in right now and many people have called it the great pause and the idea that we have in many respects halted humanity and uh really caused us to pause so it sounds like a really great time to you know take that and be self-aware reflect on yourself and take a pause for yourself and like you said you can choose where you want your tendencies to come out.
1: Excellent summary, Adam. I couldn't have
0: said it better. Sarah, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast today. Uh, I look forward to chatting with you soon. Tell me a little bit about how people can connect with our community lessons.
1: Our audience can connect with us in a variety of ways. We have the opportunity for our in-person three-day class coming up in the fall. Of course, we're not doing those classes right now because of the physical distancing, but our audience can still go right to our website at ourcommunitylistens.org and register for a class and get on that waiting list, which I anticipate is going to be very long by the time uh, our physical distancing restrictions are lifted. So I really encourage people to go right to our website and engage with the resources there. Apply for a class, get on the waiting list. You can also find on our website uh, resources to our blogs and reading our blogs, if that's a way that you wanna connect with our material and our webinar series that is available. That is one way that we are definitely interacting with our alumni and our audience. You don't have to be an alumni to attend a webinar and you can get that information from our website as well. And we have two coming up shortly one on logic and emotion and one on change and I think those are probably two incredibly important topics right now as we're all going through a lot of change and how we're coping with that balance between our emotion around it and our logic around it are really heightened
0: If you have any suggestions about subjects for our podcast, feel free to reach out through our Facebook page. And if you're interested in taking a class, visit OurCommunityListens.org. Thank you again for listening to our podcast. And don't forget, each word, each action, each silent moment of listening sends a message. Therefore, you are the message.